You're listening to Once, episode 307, A Pirate's Life. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show and its spinoff, Once Upon a Time in (laughs) Seattle, Once Upon a Time in Hyperion Heights, Once Upon a Time in Wish Realm, Duplicate Characters, Minds. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. I think I'm Aaron. (laughs) Are you really? Or are you Wish Realm, Aaron? I might be Wish Realm, Aaron. Which is a conversation that... I did not want to have, I mean, not about Aaron, but about (laughs) these characters. I know. So now that they've brought it back up to that, we can have duplicates of characters and these characters are real duplicates somehow, which we'll get into some of this in more detail in a moment, but that they've opened this up. I got all kinds of things to say about this. Yeah. So, okay, Jeremy. (laughs) Yes. I have a feeling we're now flipped. I did not like this episode. And I really did. (laughs) Well, it was a roller coaster. And Aaron, where are you? I liked some things about this episode a lot. (laughs) So it's the Goldilocks episode. Other things I did not like. And some of the things that I did not like, I liked again by the end. So I'm on the same roller coaster, I think. So all zero people who were chatting with me watching it live on Friday nights, um, side note, that does not bode well for the ratings. I think everybody's busy on Friday nights. But uh, I wasn't. Well, no, I take it back. I did miss the very beginning. I've, of course, rewatched the episode and seen it in its entirety. And that will also be important later because I have a kind of a unique perspective because of the way I ended up watching it. But as those people who could have been chatting with me during the episode would know there was one moment where i was i was livid and since you've all seen it and we're already spoiling it that was about the time that wish realm hook showed up (laughs) Um, but by the end i was not my i downgraded my rant warning to category one So that is still coming, but it's not going to be like a Category 4 or anything. And speaking of the live chat room, we do still have the chat room open for you. So if you are watching it live on Fridays, now 8 slash 7 Central, you're welcome to hang out in the chat room. And since we're not doing a podcast, I would tentatively say feel free to use that chat room whatever time zone you're in. If you want a place to hang out and chat about the show, maybe just be clear uh, well, maybe if you're hanging out in that room and the next time zone is about to play, maybe just don't <laughs> post the mega spoiler. Yeah, yet. if you're in a time zone where it's already shown in other time zones, you may be risking spoilage by going there. <laughs> yeah. But that's at oncepodcast.com slash live, the same place we do our podcast live on Monday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern over at oncepodcast.com slash live. You'll see the countdown for the live video over there on the live page if you hang out for chat, but you can still use the chat room without our being there. And feel free to then chat it up with fellow Oncers who might be might be watching it at the same time. But this episode did generate a bunch of new feedback. The first episode of the spinoff we didn't get, 
uh, much feedback from, but this one did. And yes, I know some of you are thinking, no, it's not a spinoff. It's season seven. Someone on YouTube mentioned that, and (laughs) I guess they hadn't been following us for a while. So if you are new to us and our podcast, the reason we call this the spinoff. Reason Daniel calls this the spinoff. No matter how much you may send feedback, I am going to continue calling it the spinoff, otherwise known as season seven. But the reason we're doing that is because Once Upon a Time ended at the end of season six. And now we have a new show, new characters. I mean, even fewer same characters than we thought we had and even more (laughs) new characters than we thought we Uh, had. We have more original characters than I was afraid we had. (laughs) True. Even last week, I don't know if I said it in the podcast, but I was like, is this Wish Realm Hook and Rhonda? (laughs) Like (laughs) Rhonda being, of course, what I call split off evil queen now reformed. Mm Mm-hmm. And the other thing, too, that now is a recognizable pattern is the title card. Two episodes we've seen now that both display Seattle in the background of the title cards. I'm thinking that's the official title card background. Oh, Less I see what you're saying. Enchanted Forest looking and more Seattle looking with an individual item in the shot. Like in this episode, there was a swan in the title card, but you couldn't really see it because there was mm-hmm. Seattle in the background taking up all of the attention. They've definitely treated it like a spinoff. Yeah. I may not call it that as persistently as Daniel does because that's that's just what Daniel does with things. Yeah. I do keep saying <laughs> once proper, though. Once proper. Like, and I'm not doing it on purpose. That's just what's coming out. Or even when I'm typing, I've been writing OP for once proper uh. because when we were doing the Wonderland podcast, that was our way of differentiating And I feel like we're kind of in the same boat again. And one of the things that we like to talk about often is the timeline. And I think this episode has helped clarify the timeline a little bit, at least to me, because here's how I'm interpreting it. What we see in another realm, seriously, we need a name for the another realm. Oh, my goodness. Unless we just want to call it AR. AR works. It's like they don't care where it is. (laughs) <laughs> they don't want to say it's the Enchanted Forest, just a different one. Yeah. Well, in there, what we see in the flashbacks when Henry is meeting Cinderella, I get the impression that happens several years after Henry left Storybrooke. Yeah. Because otherwise, why would everyone miss him so much and he miss everyone else? And why would he have changed so much? So if he's, let's say he's 18 or so, he's old enough to drive, so at least 18 in Storybrooke, and when he leaves Storybrooke, and this maybe happens five years later, I'm going to guess, something like that, and then he meets Cinderella, they have Lucy, and then Lucy shows up, and she's, a, I don't know if we ever got her age, but she's about no, 10. Say we're missing a lot of time. So Henry is probably actually older than 28, which would have been nice if he was 28. Maybe they're thinking, oh, we'll make him 28. But if he's 28, then they've got a timeline problem again. So I don't think we're ever going to get a year, a definite age (laughs) or a year or anything again, because I don't think they ever want to hear about the timeline again. That's the impression I get. It's almost almost like they're kind of just like, it, it should almost say many years ago in another realm. So there. The only thing I had about the timeline is that, and I started to do the math and then I'm like, oh, it doesn't even matter. Like, it doesn't matter 
whether them saying like Adam and Eddie said in one of the first comic cons that they weren't going to run into the same issue with Jared Gilmore as they did with the kid from Lost because a year is a season. And so even not not even factoring that in because we've had so much discussion about whether a year is a season and Henry would be 16 in theory when once proper ended the age we know for sure is that he was 10 when it started because he said I'm 10. <laughs> and so if he's finished high school, he's like 17 or 18, which means Emma, who was 28, is 35 or 36, which means that if she's pregnant, it has to have been within, like, I want to say four to five years of him leaving. Hmm. But then that. again, she is the savior. So... Who but cares does she about look age? 45 to you? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no. Mm-mm. She still looks like that's the other thing that's not working out is, is the aging. So I'm even thinking like, what if Henry and Lucy fled somewhere, which we know they were running from something and all the other characters already were cursed because like Regina hasn't aged, Hook hasn't aged. Rumple hasn't aged. Right. Well, and we, I mean, there's so much missing at this point. We don't know how they got back together, fell in love for real, got married, had Lucy. We don't know where Rumpelstiltskin came into the picture. And do keep in mind that Hook is over 300 years old. So once you're over, I think, 200 or so, your body just slows down how quickly it visually ages. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so is Rumple. So that works for him too. Yeah, just just not for Regina. So, Wish Realm Hook would actually be older by ten or twenty years than Enchanted Forest Hook because of just aging things and the way their timelines have worked out. Yeah, actually. Wish Realm Hook, uh, we need to shorten that, does prove that Killian, now that he's away from all the age prevention stuff, should be aging. Yeah. So so actually, no, he would be 28 years, or he was 28 years more aged, because that's about the span of time, roughly, maybe 30. I don't know. And that's how long that Hook was frozen. Wait. Well, because at the time of the curse, that's the only... Yeah. Well, the original that curse. Hook was never in the curse. I don't know. Uh, we we can put all that away now. But he was frozen. <laughs> he was frozen with for Cora the whole time. Yeah, in the dome. Yeah, or at least time stood still, or he didn't like age, or they something. Did some weird stuff with that after the fact, but yeah, in a non-retconned way, that would be true. I feel like he showed up somewhere he wasn't supposed to be in some flashback or other. <laughs> well, let me tell you somewhere you should show up where you wow. should be, and in fact. Hook will be there. I don't know if it will be Wish Realm Hook or the original Hook, but it is at Creation Entertainment's official Once Upon a Time convention. Special thanks to Creation Entertainment for sponsoring this episode of One's Podcast. We really appreciate their support. So in the upcoming Whippany, New Jersey conference, I just love saying Whippany. (laughs) New Jersey has all kinds of interesting city names like Hackysack, New Jersey, and Whippany, New Jersey. So like Whippany and Hackysack. It's and not hacky sack. It isn't? No. 
Okay. Well, anyway, this one is in <laughs> Whippany, New Jersey. So, special guests at Whippany, New Jersey will be the actors who play. I'm not going to list the cast names because maybe you don't know them all, but the actors who play Regina Emma Swan, Zelina, Cook, Grumpy, Jasmine, Prince Eric, Granny, Smee, Happy, and Dr. Archie Hopper, who may even be able to perform a wedding, but no promises there at the Once Upon a Time convention. Go over to creationent.com and click on the option for the Whippany, New Jersey conference. But you better hurry because it's October 20th through the 22nd, and we're recording this on October 16th. So it's this coming weekend. If you have the chance to go, then please send us some photos, send us some audio, send us some video from it, tweet us, tell us how much fun we're missing because we can't make it there, but we will be going to the Once Upon a Time convention in Chicago in 2018. So we hope you'll be able to join us there too, but make it to one of these. Who knows if there will be any other Once Upon a Time conventions after this current spinoff ends, because we don't know how long this spinoff will go. Yeah, because as they said in the episode, there's enough here for a book. Maybe two. <laughs> one, of my, one of the reasons I hated this episode. But... <laughs> But there are plenty of opportunities for you to meet the cast, attend great sessions, hang out with other oncers, have a whole bunch of fun, like karaoke night with the cast, and more at Once Upon a Time conventions hosted by Creation Entertainment. So go over to creationent.com to check out the upcoming events, grab your ticket for one of these, and much more. We would love to see you at one of these and love to hear from you what else is coming up. So to give you an idea of what else is coming up, so we've got uh, Whippany, New Jersey in October. We have Burbank, California, November 3rd through the 5th in 2017. In 2018, Chicago is April 20th through the 22nd. Orlando, Florida is in uh, June, early June 2018. And great location for it, Vancouver will be in March of 2018. So that's all available, the schedule and your option to purchase tickets for the official Once Upon a Time conventions. All of that's over at creationent.com. You will not regret making it to one of these, but you probably will regret missing one of these amazing Once Upon a Time conventions and all of the great stories. I mean, who wouldn't want to sing with one of the cast members? Even if you can't sing, just to be up there and singing with them and trying to sing, that could be worth it. So make it to one of these. And you don't have to wait in line or, or try and camp out and, and hope that you make it into a session or anything like that. Every ticket guarantees that you get access to the sessions and you get access to what you paid for. So I love the way they're doing this. And I think you will too. Go over to creationent.com to register for an upcoming convention. Check out their schedule and Tell us your experience because we'd love to hear from you. And thank you, Creation Entertainment, for sponsoring this episode. One of the things that I want to say this correctly about this episode. Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> there are. Well, okay. First, recognize Once Upon a Time is a TV show. It has completely fictional characters and it's all a story. Very good. So when, <laughs> keep that in mind with what I'm about to say, because sometimes we come to Once Upon a Time with certain critiques, certain likes, dislikes, certain advice for the characters and such, certain things we want or don't want to see on the show because we're thinking about it from the perspective of a, of a story. 
Like, especially when it comes to our saying something like, oh, why didn't he just kill so-and-so or something like that? Well, we're not saying that we actually want someone to commit murder or kill another (laughs) human being. We're talking about it from the perspective of the story and what we think would make for a good story. Because we, in our own little minds, are authors and we like to change things to make for a better story. So with that said, what I'm about to say... You're hilarious. I mean, I just like rip into everything. You're over here giving disclaimers because you never do. Because I want to be diplomatic. But no, but no, you're right. Actually, I know that I'm I'm like heading off your momentum just a little bit. But that that is a very good way. That's well put. That's what I've been thinking lately. Is it's it's like some people totally watch the show from the perspective of just enjoying the people involved and kind of watching their work. And I totally love that side of the community. I don't usually talk from that side in the podcast although if you want some fun fandom go follow allison who plays lucy on instagram she is like a one girl marketing machine for the show and she's having the time of her life she's like meeting people that she looks up to and spending all day with them and <laughs> like oh, lana awesome. puria uh, she's delightful I wonder if she watched all of the show before joining it because she had the option to grow up, literally grow up watching the show. <laughs> that is something I had not thought about. That is true. <laughs> so the reason why I give that big disclaimer and because I know only one person may agree with what I'm about to say. Oh, wow. In the world? Maybe. Mm. <laughs> Emma. Mm? It's a lovely name. <laughs> Emma. Yeah, I say that now to my wife, Jenny, whenever we see an Emma in the store, but that's <laughs> that's not the controversial thing. The thing is, <laughs> I am disappointed mm. with what they did with Emma in a way. Now, first, I'll say the way they sent her off. Beautiful. And like she got a wonderful, happy ending. She and Hook are together. That's all wonderful. So I'm not saying that, oh, I don't want them together or anything like that. They're just fictional characters. So it's okay to theorize certain things or wish for different things because it's a story. But with this whole wish realm Hook thing, wish Hook, and with with this being a spinoff, basically, what and I'm not saying I hate Emma. <laughs> I'm not saying I hate Emma. <laughs> but Rip the band-aid off, Daniel. <laughs> I was kind of disappointed that she didn't die. In, oh, why? In that what it would have meant for the story. Oh. Because th- there was so much setup leading us to think she had died. Uh, well, okay. You know, I think they just shouldn't have laid that on so thick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Most most criminal was the line, if he knew what really happened, he would drop everything and come home. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Calm but down. He, yeah. Like, you could, like, they could have had that line phrased a little more like, if he knew. Like, the words... What really happened didn't need to be in there. It it could have been much more vague and still done the same make them wonder thing. But now. And see, I was so confident that Emma was pregnant and that's why she didn't go, which is what I said last episode. And by the way, I'm 100% spoiler free. I heard that there was a picture that basically spoiled this episode 
and I had not seen it. I just heard about it today. Um, I just don't think that they should have had Emma in the episode at all. So, oh. well, Or if they did, what I think would have made for a more special moment is to not have seen her in Storybrooke. Although there I, it is. I get that that was <laughs> a, a wonderful moment. So I'm not saying that it was bad and they should have cut it, but I think it kind of undermined her appearance later when she shows up in this another realm. I can confirm that because I was late getting home because it's Friday. I missed the first five minutes. (laughs) I came in when Jacinda went into the office. I hadn't seen Emma at all. And so I didn't see the message in the bottle either. So I was a little confused about how Hook and Regina knew to come. But it was epic. It was like they're in the room. What's her face is about to do something to Henry and in burst familiar people, not cursed. We totally recognize them and they save Henry. There's the whole I'm his mother thing. And it was great. And then way later in the episode, after all this hemming and hawing about what happened to Emma, boom, there she is. And I was like, that's awesome. I hadn't seen her yet. (laughs) So you basically got to watch it in hatchet order. Yes, I watched it the way you're suggesting would have been better. And I can confirm when I rewatched it, I was like, oh, they they just showed Emma right out of the gate. That's anticlimactic. Hatchet order, by the way, is the best way to watch the Star Wars movies. Yeah, that's a debate for another time. Well, it's one of the best ways. Oh, wait, actually, I think it's better than actually watching like episode one, two, three, four, five, six. I did like it that way. I did watch it that way. Yeah. Because then it's it's more exciting when, you know, there's the, no, I'm your father. That's a whole lot more exciting when you don't actually know it before it happens. But if you knew it, then it's just like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. So That's, that's why I'm not watching Star Wars, because that's already been spoiled for me. And so I don't need to. Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> so with... Mm, What we know about the show, then, is Emma's not coming back, especially with a send-off like that. I mean, maybe there could be... there, probably. There could be a reunion in the future or something special that, to the storyline, may actually not be that special. But to us as fans, and to Mark Isham, who writes the music for the show, it will probably be a special moment. Just like for all of us when we watched, I'm going to say it, Sheriff Graham die in episode one, (laughs) or in episode seven, I mean... (laughs) then when he showed up back in the finale of season one, you know, when he takes off his helmet and that special moment and then Mark Isham's music, you know, made that a special moment. It was a special moment for all the fans because even though he was already dead, it was like, it's Graham. And I think if they were to bring Emma back, it might be something kind of like that. However, there's no mourning her loss. She, Should there be? Well, I mean, well, if she was dead, there could be Why do you want her dead, Daniel? I, I think it'd make for a better story. <laughs> I'm just feedback baiting. <laughs> no, it would not. In fact, I would be ranting up one side and down the other about how they... Ruined our happy endings. Yeah. So, but there, there's where I'm conflicted and only because of what they themselves did at the end of last season. The whole happy beginning thing. Yeah, that's true. Like, that was great. But now, it's almost like... I'm trying to come up with a good analogy. They talk about the happy endings like they've transitioned. I guess I feel like the whole thing is too story based. Hmm. They're not automatons 
fated to go through a story and they have reached the happy ending and so now nothing bad can ever happen again that's so so archie's not needed except for weddings because everything's happy all the time like that's not real life and again i thought the the whole draw was that these characters were real people and now they're living in even in our world Palace 486 in the chat said, if the show ends and Henry goes back to Storybrooke, we should see Emma again. No other time again. I think I agree with that. I agree. I don't even think we needed to see her in this episode. First of all, everybody knows I'm a huge Emma fan. She's probably my favorite character in the show or was my favorite character in Once Proper. We didn't. First of all, if it was just for the fans, it's only been two episodes. That's not really a treat. It's like, okay, we're just going to really quickly throw her in this episode unnecessarily. They could have just been like, Emma's pregnant. End of story. She doesn't need to come save Henry. He's got another mom for that. Like they could have just told us the information we needed without like it's just making it harder for people to let go of the fact that none of that cast is coming back. I well, think from a fan perspective. When I got done with the episode, and honestly, out of all the things that they've done, all the ways Once Upon a Time has twisted and turned and all the things they've put us through, <laughs> I actually kind of teared up both times I saw this episode at the end. When, when they were going leaving? back through the portal. Yeah. And so my perspective on this is that this somehow i mean it'd be reworking rewriting recutting this should have been the season premiere or hmm. actually my re- my gut reaction was they absolutely should have and maybe they tried and abc wouldn't let them but they absolutely should have shown these back to back first night because the first episode left me feeling kind of not connected at all to hmm. the rest of the story i could barely keep my mind on who henry is but henry seemed more like young henry at least in the flashbacks in this episode, to me, there was more chance for him to just interact with Regina in ways that showed how much he had studied Jared Gilmore's performances and things that he tried to emulate. And there were just more... It was easier to be reminded that we're watching Henry instead of having to try to remember. Hmm. So I just... I liked it from that perspective. I agree otherwise that it's a little soon for a a treat visit from other people. But... And really, it's just Emma because the others. That not that funny though? It feels like we got visited by a whole bunch of original characters, but <laughs> we've been watching all of them except Emma. Yeah. Even in the premiere, it's just they're different people slash cursed people, <laughs> and and that's connected to the other reason and a more logical reason for why I was disappointed that Emma didn't die. I think this is so cruel, but I I mean this from a storytelling perspective. The other thing is that, okay, because Colin O'Donohue, who plays Hook, was renewed and he is in this spinoff, they have him. So if they're going to have Hook, then they needed a reason to have Hook without having Emma. And they didn't want to upset the fans by killing off Emma. Mm-hmm. Or separating Hook and Emma. Yeah, smart. <laughs> and so then they had to come up with this even more frustrating Wish Realm Hook thing. Well, which is what we'll talk about after we finish yeah. talking about uh, Emma and this, this, yeah. some of the Storybrooke stuff. Jennifer Morrison was invited. She declined. Mm-hmm. So really, it kind of shows a little bit of 
I don't mean in any way as a slant on anyone, but it, it shows a little bit of desperation that they didn't just go, oh, well, that first storyline that we wanted isn't going to work, so we're not going to have Hook on the show either because he belongs with Emma and we don't want to split them up, so we're just not going to have him. They just went a different direction. And at least they explained it to us. Early. Instead of seeing the knave of hearts, Will, around... <laughs> For episode after episode and hearing that he's a season regular without actually hearing why is he even here and what happened to him. In retrospect, I think the the feedback was so strong, even though they think nobody watched the spinoff. I think probably the feedback was so strong that they just had him back away slowly. Just yeah. don't say anything. Just pretend that never happened. <laughs> I usually forget that he was ever there. But if Emma had died in this episode, we would have been faced with the exact same problem that they took away the happy ending of those characters that we loved from the last six seasons. It would have been empty and meaningless. I don't see. Well, there could have been some way to assign a lot more meaning to it. Like maybe she died. Yeah, like if they killed her in the finale. (laughs) Or or maybe she died uh, giving birth to their next son or daughter. Or maybe, maybe she's frozen under a glass case somewhere in a glass coffin waiting for Hook's true love's kiss or or, or different things. I, it all violates what they told us they did. So they can't do any of it. Yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> it ruin we don't need them ruining any other stories from the past. I was already nervous enough. <laughs> but it is nice to hear that Storybrooke is still around and people in Storybrooke are Finding happy endings, counseling down, weddings up. That sounds good for the economy. (laughs) Did they even mention the Charmings? They did. Okay, Uh, because I think I missed it. happy, I think she said. (laughs) (laughs) Infuriatingly optimistic. And I don't know if we'll ever see them. I don't think we need to see the Charmings. I think hearing that they are doing well, I think that's good enough. We don't need to see them because it's not like Hook and Emma or even Henry's connection with Emma, although we could do with a spinoff with Henry without Emma. Now, the the little message in a bottle thing bothered me a little bit because Hook already had something that functioned kind of like that, the seashells. That's classic. (laughs) And speaking of Hook, let's talk about this other Hook thing. Well, both Hooks, really. (laughs) Yeah. They are both, and both are they. I wondered if they would get around to sort of pointing out that Hook is Henry's stepdad, but Emma only went as far in that beginning flashback to say, he's lucky to have a pirate like you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This... uh... And now he's got some sort of Killian. (laughs) What? He's some sort of uh, something that, yeah, it's going to help watch over him, even though he has no vested interest in Henry, actually. Um, let me know when you want me to begin my rant. <laughs> well, I want to <laughs> begin my rant first. This whole... Uh, By all means. I think we need to call him Rogers, first of all. Just to be clear, because this is... Another hook, although he should have introduced himself as some other name in the other, in the another realm. Why? He should have said yeah, something like, name. well, I now go by such and such, just so we would have a different name to call him. But we do, at least in Hyperion Heights, he's called Rogers. So maybe that's what we should call him for now. Because 
it's much shorter than Hyperion Heights hook or 3H or H3 or other hook or, or, other wish, hook, hook. or wish hook I've, or I've SSO Killian. O H. <laughs> oh, we can just call him O. Oh, yeah. Other hook. O-H. Oh, let's just call him fake hand Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fake hand. Right. Yeah, fake hand of my foot. No, I think he, it's his left. He's and it's do- not his foot. <laughs> he's doing all kinds of things with it, like twisting a light bulb, put pocketing. What? Yeah. Oh, put, used- po- <laughs> <laughs> put pocketing. <laughs> That's good. He used his left hand, the, the supposedly fake one, to put the keychain into Henry's pocket. I know something you do not know. I am not fake-handed. <laughs> nice. So this this whole alternate hook thing, uh, he said infinite realms, infinite possibilities, and I'm thinking, no, please, right. no. So we've already... No, no. I am going to shame myself because I am excited to hear your rant. You keep ranting, my friend. <laughs> so with, with an alternate hook, this then cast all kinds of doubt on other characters. However, we do know this is the real Henry. Call him left hook. We, <laughs> nice. we do, or we think this is the real Regina. I really want to think it's the real Regina. Oh, that would be so strange if it weren't. We don't know if it's the real Rumpelstiltskin masquerading as Inspector Stiltskin. We, he could be from the Wish Realm, too. He could be. And that's the big problem. And uh, so... theoretically anyone could be a duplicate here's the other thing that opens up a can of monkeys to me Mm. that if this wish realm hook is real and he clarified that he did say that he's quite real that means Mm -hmm. that regina killed she murdered a real snow and charming yep and somewhere out there, there's a real Henry who lost Emma and the Charmings all at the same time to the evil queen, as far as he knows. Yeah. So this creates all kinds of problems that could have been avoided if they had just... Hashtag hire the nerd! <laughs> and story problems and moral problems, too. The other thing for me... Whoa, I just got an interesting theory, though. <laughs> watching the show is... Because I'm talking about this from the perspective of a story. It's neat to see some of the cast again. But I'm looking at this from the perspective of the story and the mm-hmm. characters we know. Now we see a face we know, but it's not the character we know. Right. So it's like... And it's not even him. Like, yeah. It's a cursed version of a character we don't really know. And a cursed version of character we don't really know who is very similar to a character we know, but not exactly similar. Right. Like, he's not seeking revenge on Rumple, or at least not that we know of. He's not seeking revenge. This one wants to try and do right, and he's suddenly aged down, as they said in the show. And I feel suddenly disconnected from being interested in, in him because he's no longer the character that we've come to know and love on the show. I mean, even you, Jeremy, have come to know and love Hook because you started out really right. hating Hook, hating the character, not the actor, and how he was written. But now uh, we, we've gotten to see a whole lot of good character development for Hook. And now all of that's gone, and they simply reuse the face. 
and well, it, uh, not even the hook. I just realized as you're saying that, it, that it's actually confusing as well because of the curse. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't matter which hook it was in the curse, neither one would know who they really are. And so that little scene at the end where they were all drinking to their new mission, I was like, that's cool. They were working together before and the flashbacks. Now they're all working together. They found each other and it is still cool, but I'm just now realizing, but wait, that's still not the hook we know. Well, and arguably they've tried to have other hook have the exact same character development that we've been watching for four seasons. Original hook have, because like Daniel just said, Jeremy has learned to to like him because he's changed as a character. I would imagine that has something to do with it. He's not the same pirate that he was back when we first met him. And they just spent this entire 42 minutes like going from our like other hook was like that when we met him. He bashed hook in the head and went and tried to get Emma by pretending to be somebody else. And then now because of this whole daughter storyline, I think they think we're supposed to be invested in in his future as much as we would have been if he was the original Hook. Well, it is interesting, although raise your hand if you think the identity of Roger's daughter oh, we'll is pretty that. obvious, uh, <laughs> especially <laughs> upon re-listening to the details that he did give on the circumstances of her Oh, loss. man, I just got oh. that right now. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that. Okay, but... Uh, <laughs> So they, and this is another cool thing about the Emma side of things, actually. They did something that I thought was far better as a simple savior picture with her than ever. They like, because it, it, for allegory or something that looks like a picture of something that's true, you, it kind of almost needs to be a little more simple. So in this case, when, other hook was stabbed by his own hand uh, <laughs> by the one good hand he there, had <laughs> you had one hand you <laughs> but you know, he she had she told him to believe and she was able to heal him mm-hmm. uh, you know it's not any kind of perfect allegory of any kind but it was way more if you're going to call her a savior type. I don't know. It was just a way cooler picture than most of what they did in all the last couple seasons to me. The the dialogue I thought was very strong comparatively in that scene. And he retained a version of that memory, which begs the question, do they all have twisted memories rather than completely rewritten? Or was that such a strong sort of transformative experience for him that it couldn't be completely erased. Well, we don't know the nature of this curse. Actually, I, I take it back. It does sound a lot like they're twisted. Henry still remembers a family. They're just dead in his memory. Rogers remembers someone coming and helping him. He remembers Emma, actually, but in a totally different setting mm-hmm. or a somewhat different setting. See, all I could think about when he was describing that was... The original CSI guy from <laughs> with his little monologue he used to do where he was like, every contact leaves a trace. And it just makes sense that a, a magic that strong would leave some kind of a trace that even a curse can't. 
undo. That happened with Graham when he started remembering things. Mm-hmm. Well, and speaking of trace of magic, uh, where when is the fury going to come after Hook to or after Rogers to claim him? Since Emma saved him from certain death, and no one appeared to have paid that price of magic. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you, do you not remember what I'm talking about? No, <laughs> the Arthur and Camelot season when Percival stabbed Robin back in Camelot and then uh, Emma saved Robin and no one paid the price of magic. And so back in Storybrooke, the Fury started coming after Robin to carry him off. But Regina stopped them. And then they did all went Care Bear Stare or Guardians of the Galaxy moment oh, yeah. and scared off the Fury. Yeah. That whole thing. So when is the Fury going to come sure after? Are you sure there wasn't more to it than that? Because she well, healed was... a wound. He wasn't dead. I feel like, well, but they didn't ever bring anyone back from the dead. Right. Robin wasn't dead. It was a fatal wound. So was uh, this. That had to do with the type of magic she used. <laughs> wasn't she a dark one then? She's still a dark one. No, she's not. Technically, she is. No. The dagger still calls to her. Nope. Or it did at one so. time after that whole incident. Yes, it did. Jeez. Because that's when Rumple had the Dark One dagger, the Dark Dark One dagger. And Emma was like, oh, you're the Dark One again. No. Remember that whole thing sort of. in season She's six? She's not a Dark One, though. When was the last time we've even heard the line, all magic comes with a price? <laughs> Too long. Because it's like they're throwing around magic beans. They're using messages in a bottle. They're killing fairies and rejuvenating old guys like there's no there <laughs> well, is no fear thing. of the cost of magic in this spinoff like well, none yeah i i think the more minor magical objects they've never been that concerned with i, I mean snow used black fairy dust or dark fairy dust or whatever it is they call it pixie dust <laughs> whichever thing it was that she used in season 1 nobody cared about that you know little things like that i don't think especially if the object already has the magical properties i don't think they and they use their magic i mean yeah they use their magic all the time regina well, pushed drizella across the room like stuff happens <laughs> and speaking of little things you might be tempted to say well it was that bottle that summoned the alternate reality hook and brought him the alternate reality hook. Maybe we should call him AR kit or something, but it brought him <laughs> to the other, to the another realm, but it didn't summon him from the wish realm. He had said that he'd been traveling all kinds of realms searching for his daughter. Yeah. Apparently that's easy. Yeah. Like they made that easy a few years ago. Well, it, it seems, yeah, that since they upgraded the portals, to portals 2.0 they're thinking with portals now and so portals are a whole lot easier to come by beans seem to be in abundance and bottles can summon portals and and all kinds of things so maybe the travel between the realms not so much of a problem anymore don't know how they went from henry if that's your only bean to send everybody from storybrook come help me and they just appear with If that's your In only two bean. trips. Keyword, your <laughs> only bean. I know, but why wouldn't they just have him take... I assumed they were scarce, or he would have taken two or three. I, I don't know, but maybe since Tiny is supposedly still in Storybrooke, maybe he's been raising magic beans, and now Storybrooke is like the the magic bean hole hub 
of America where anyone can travel through there. I mean, it is Henry we're talking about, but I still think he would have taken at least one spare to make his family feel better. Well, that might have been whatever the midnight thing was, or maybe it was an agreement that he said, if I'm not back by such and such time, you open a bean hole and I'll jump through it. (laughs) But it was that easy that they didn't even carpool. Like Emma came separately and then they all (laughs) went home. Well, no, they didn't all go home, but they made a return trip super easy. It was clearly a bean, even though the portals are still the ripoff portals. And, and... It was like, but but Henry never came home to visit. Like that's so easy. That would I, bleh. like that's easier than me going home for dinner. Like that's faster. He could realm jump <laughs> faster than I can travel to my parents' house. Remember when it took eight <laughs> full episodes for Mary, Margaret, and Emma to get back home in season two? <laughs> and it was originally going to take an entire season. Remember yeah. how she wore the same pink cardigan <laughs> the whole time? Remember Charlton Heston? I, oh, not in Once Upon a Time. Well, I felt like <laughs> Drunk Hook could make a great Charlton Heston impersonator. I don't know who that is. Uh, ben <laughs> Hur, uh, well, the original Ben Hur, the original Ten Commandments movie, um, head of the NRA, National Rifle Association. A former head, that is. Uh, yeah, older older actor from the 60s. Millions 70s, of Westerns. Like yeah, like a classic actor. But so much looked like Drunk Hook, at least the face. And even slightly the voice. I wonder if I Colin Westerns. was inspired by Charlton Heston and how he did the surprisingly different Drunk Hook sound. But who is Other Hook's daughter? You mean Drizella? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you think that's obvious that's Drizella uh, yeah because what a nice little twist for it to turn out that Cinderella is not the only stepdaughter yeah however wouldn't he like okay so when I had not even thought of that until like a few minutes ago when we started talking about it and then as I as we've been talking I've been thinking like if he knew that his daughter was that he had his daughter with Lady Tremaine, then wouldn't he have known when he showed up to her house, like when he showed up in the past and asked her to do the spell, like wouldn't he have known his daughter was somewhere around? Well, maybe not. He did say a witch imprisoned her. And Lady Tremaine, as horrible as she is, She's not actually a witch. She doesn't have magic. So explain, if you remember more clearly than I do, what the nature of his curse is. He was already cursed in the flashbacks. Somebody did something to his heart so that he couldn't find his daughter. Yeah. And that's why he wanted Emma to fall in love with him or to be in love with him or something. It never would have been true love. It, it would have like, made dude, more sense. Like, dude, we know way more about true love than you do. <laughs> it wouldn't have been honest because she would have thought you were somebody else and it would have never worked. But, <laughs> it, it, you know, a, a better storyline could have been he just wants to find the Savior and get the Savior's help because the Savior could probably fix it. That's true. That would make more sense than I'm going to disguise myself as my twin and pretend <laughs> to be... The man his woman loves. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's true. Uh, there, Yeah, so there were lots of weird little things. 
I mm, now I'm not as certain of the things that I was uh, thinking about that because I could have sworn he said there was a connection to Lady Tremaine and his daughter anyway. But maybe I just made that connection in my head. Maybe well, you he heard said a vengeful witch. witch. And you thought, <laughs> oh, Lady well, Tremaine. I mean, yeah, like that's totally possible. <laughs> but but he already he clearly has a history with her, which oh, yeah. makes no sense. Yeah, to be honest, uh, because so okay, say what you will about him coming from the wish realm, which they still said again was created by the wish. Yeah, it wasn't just accessed. That would have been a better explanation, that it was always there. It was accessed by the wish. Oh, yeah. Except then there's a question of, well, was there a real Emma and you replaced her? Now she's just gone forever. True. So all of that aside, as old as he was, he's brand new. He has no time to have had a history with Lady Tremaine. Well, okay, we've jumped forward from that time, though. So I guess somewhere in – but it's very short. No, it it would have been long because – well, we don't actually know mm. how time worked in the Wish Realm. Blah. But he's had enough time to travel between a bunch of realms. Presumably in the little bit of time that Henry's been traveling as well. However, we don't know how old his daughter is supposed to be. We don't. So that would be a vote against it being Trisella. All we know is a lost girl. You use the phrase girl, which makes me think... She's younger than Drazella unless Lady Tremaine used some kind of age-upping potion oh, right. on Drazella. Because that I, would be ridiculous. I do also agree that Lady Tremaine and he have some kind of history because when they first see each other, he kind of, the way he walks into the room all like chubby as he is, <laughs> he almost looks like he's kind of still trying to flirt with her oh, in some way. They made things sure. super awkward, I noticed, <laughs> the second time around, like unnecessarily awkward well yeah very yeah that needed to not happen but um and and when she transformed him into his younger self she kind of checked him out like oh you look as good as you used to when we first met except that's impossible he never looked like that. that's true he's never been young yeah okay that's another problem with creating people out of a wish realm like as ridiculous as Infinite realms, infinite possibilities is, A, you've already introduced characters we've seen before, but they're totally different people. Totally different, like Cinderella. B, yeah, he was created with his age in already in place. Which, so, by the way, in case you're wondering, is a very bad theological argument. If you heard created <laughs> with age. You can email me if you want more information about that and the science behind that bad theological argument. That's hilarious. Uh, so... Uh, <laughs> totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> but but yeah, so, yeah, yeah that's, that, I mean, that is pretty infinite if you want to get down to it. It's like, yeah, we can have anybody we want come from anywhere we want, we do what we want. Well, and, and speaking <laughs> of have anybody we want, we can have a new ship now that this is a different hook. And guess who's available and in town? I know. <laughs> what do you think, Aaron? <laughs> I Are said, you wouldn't, suggesting? It, wouldn't it be fun for Henry's Thanksgiving meals to get a little bit weirder? And Regina is now with <laughs> New Hook. <laughs> my mom's and my Killian's. <laughs> my mom's and my pirates. <laughs> 
And then, depending on which uh, rumple this Inspector Stoltzkin is, there might be two grandpas there, too. And then they would be mourning the loss of the other Charming and Snow, even though they have a Charming and Snow. That just got super sad. Um, but, uh, so also, though, to get away from that weird picture... Rogers slash he wasn't Rogers then, so that name's totally not going to work for me. Other hook goes to Tremaine with the blood, which, by the way, copious amounts of blood he took from (laughs) our hook. Where did he get that from? She, as she puts it, does not wield magic, and that's still who he goes to. Right. That's true. Seems strange, especially if that realm has a dark one, which hopefully that means they don't. (laughs) <laughs> and for not wielding magic, she seems pretty good with that wand. Well, plus, look what this show's done to me. I, I, I would hope that he would not go to the dark one just because, oh, powerful magic is needed. Yeah, she does. She acts like, oh, I don't really know anything about magic. Whoops, did I just do a very magical thing? <laughs> She's faking. She's well, not my favorite character and yet she's doing a really good job at not being my favorite character <laughs> she's doing a good job but they haven't given her enough that isn't retread for her to shine yet is I have, my feeling she's a lot meaner than regina yeah sort of Here's some more perspective on the idea that Drizella is the lost daughter. This comes from Ken Lore. He said, I think the long lost daughter Fake Hook has been searching for is actually Lady Tremaine's or Victoria's daughter, Drizella. Fake Hook and Lady Tremaine clearly have a history between them as shown during the scene in which Fake Hook has has been made to look young again. Also, Drizella has shown in this first two episodes of this season moments of discomfort in her mother's evil actions. We're already empathizing with Drizella in some of the scenes, and it appears as though her story is complex and multifaceted, one that's yet to be told. Additionally, with Fake Hook being convinced that Lady Tremaine may have had something to do with this mystery, as discussed with Henry and Ronnie, that's what you're thinking of, is in that final scene in the bar, just before the um, overly dramatic slow motion of each of the characters, Hook, Fake Hook, had said that he thinks the disappearance of the daughter was something to do with Victoria because uh, Victoria probably nah, has I don't think that's what I'm thinking deep of. dirt. Okay. Because nothing in that realm is real. So uh, Ken Laura <laughs> continued saying, it makes sense that she may want to hide this secret. Besides, no daughter of Lady Tremaine should know that she's the daughter of a pirate, right? And I don't know, because you look at how Lady Tremaine treats Drizella, clearly a favored daughter, over Cinderella. But barely. Like, she treats her like garbage. Well, she treats everybody like garbage. Yeah, but... That's what she does with people she doesn't need. Which is everybody. Because this is like Regina 2.0 on an alternate operating system. See, she's reminding me more of Cora because she seems to only want Drizelle. <laughs> she seems to be very, very tunnel-visioned about getting Drizella to marry a prince. And become a princess. Yeah. Well, she did for one scene. I don't think she wants anything for Gisela now, which suggests my crackpot theory. Let me know when you want my crackpot theory. About who his daughter is? The whole thing. Okay, go ahead. Well, 
Belfry slash Tremaine may not be the person who cast this curse, even though we're supposed to True. think so. And I'm not even sure she's awake. Oh, interesting. Have they actually made any reference to she and Drizella being mother and daughter? Yes. They have in this realm? Yes. Uh, you, I had to turn on the subtitles to actually catch it. But inside of Hyperion Heights, when Jacinda uh, goes Jacinda? and complains about the uh, ticket for, yeah, just Jacinda. Sorry, I, I'm, the, the <laughs> names are too similar. When she goes and complains about the ticket to the ball, the ballet, then <laughs> Freudian Cinderella slip there. <laughs> <laughs> Freudian glass slipper slip. Or glass. <laughs> yeah, glass Freudian slipper. slipper. <laughs> Anyway, this is going all kinds of off the rails. But speaking of of the rails, she said mother. And in the subtitles, it was capitalized as Drizella was referring to Victoria as mother. Okay. All right. If you're sure. Yes. Because I'm positive. At least Hyperion Heights. But that doesn't mean. They've left it really ambiguous. And Victoria keeps referring to her assistant or her assistants. Yeah. So. Just a thought, but it still doesn't mean that it's not like this is where it gets crack potty. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's Wish Realm Henry. No, let's not introduce new. <laughs> He's Wish lost Realm a lot, people. and it would give uh, Andrew West quite a bit to do. Well, and at this point, <laughs> there have been so many curses cast that I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't require someone's heart to be killed in order to cast the curse. It's just like. Hey, you just take A and B, match them together, and poof, there's another curse for you. Or, or maybe a curse wasn't even required for this to happen. It's just, it's something else. Forgetting potion and then a bunch of magic beans. Here's another theory about who <laughs> Hook's daughter could Is that be. your recipe? Forgetting <laughs> potion and a bunch of magic beans? Yeah. I don't think so because Lucy called it a curse. Oh, that's true. Gareth said, wish world Hook's daughter. Hook is old enough to be the father of pretty much anyone on the show, but... You know, side note, as we were discussing, Wish Realm Hook is not old enough. Right. Although he has the appearance of age. The reference to chess pieces sounds like a reference to Wonderland. And we received several other pieces of feedback recommending this idea, too. So I think we are supposed to think he is Alice's father. There are some parallels. Hook is also from and other places... That being said, I think Alice is more likely related to Rumpel, given their connection in both worlds. Hook's daughter was locked in prison by a vengeful witch. Hook mentioned that he was sneaking in to visit her. Perhaps he was sneaking in by climbing up her hair. Given the terrible waste once proper made of Rapunzel, it would be nice if they went back to that story. Whoever Hook's daughter is should be at least 10 years older in the present, as at the point in the past we first learn about her... Lucy has not been born yet. Of course, no one actually ages on this show. You know, he says Lucy hasn't actually been born yet, but we don't know that. What if Lucy is not actually Cinderella's daughter? What if Lucy is Hook's daughter? Although mm, she thinks she's Henry's daughter. Right. And in the end of Once Upon a Time, in those little uh, promos that were put in for the spinoff, I think she did refer to Henry during the time of upheaval as father. So, yeah, shoot that theory down. Then. Okay, I will. Uh, well, it it occurred to me somewhere in all of that that 
wish Hook's daughter could have also been created along with the realm and the whole story that he True. remembers. That that whole thing just bugs the heck out of me. Well, he did say also uh, to I'd almost be okay with a retcon to say actually the realm always existed. <laughs> I you know, I would be more okay with that. Maybe. Then why isn't it more different? Why yeah. is the only the curse failing the only difference in the whole realm? Yeah. Well, and this Wish Realm Hook, when we met him, when he knocked out Hook, he did say, actually, I haven't touched a drop of rum in years. Yeah. Whereas when Emma met him, he had clearly touched rum a whole bunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but then again he still got the belly so maybe he's lying about the for you I, I don't know but i think we just aren't clear on how long it had been since henry left yeah or how time actually works in the wish realm do he wishes that happen, much older do wishes happen quickly or slowly it's just time just time so yeah maybe his daughter did already exist and she could then be at any age. She could be Drizella's age. She could be Drizella. She could be Alice. She could she could be Victoria. Not likely. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Alice connection, though, with the chess pieces. That would be clever. And the accents are at oh, least somewhat true. from the same continent. <laughs> What's a continent <laughs> in this show? Continent. What's an accent in this show? True. <laughs> what is anything? We could go back to the whole Anastasia thing, the Cinderella slash chess pieces slash now we have Alice and we could go to all of that stuff and it's all weird. And- yeah, I'm just waiting for at some point Captain Cisco to come up and hold up Hook and say, he's a fake. <laughs> what? I just made a Star Trek joke and Jeremy didn't get it. <laughs> I-, I feel victorious. I I know it wasn't actually Captain Cisco who did it, but oh, I'm so confused. is chess significant <laughs> in any other fairy tale other than Alice in Wonderland? Not that I know of, but I don't know of all of the fairy tales. You don't know every fairy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we mentioned Lucy. We didn't really talk much about her in the last episode. There's really not much to say at this point. Well, however, <laughs> yeah. yeah, go ahead, Aaron. I I had a question and it occurred to me after we recorded that we never discussed this. Is Lucy awake in Hyperion Heights? Because see the difference between Henry and Lucy is that Lucy has has a history with her father. Like we saw mm-hmm. we saw that in the finale whereas Henry just knew he was adopted and was convinced that Emma was the savior and all of that. But Lucy, like, is she just reading this book and has decided that this is the truth kind of like Henry did? Or does she actually have memory from before? Is she going to wake up when the curse is broken and be like, oh, yeah, oh, you really are my dad. I told you. But actually have the memories of that? Or, yeah, yeah, that's something that we didn't discuss. Because she also called him her favorite author. (laughs) <laughs> twist none of it's true <laughs> it actually is he actually did just write once upon a time <laughs> yeah 
Uh, <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I think somehow she's very similar to Henry, young Henry, in that she's not she's not awake. Well, ah, uh, she's she's aware, but doesn't have her memories. Like she she knows that this happened, that there's the curse, that it's affecting everyone, but. She has not, at least yet, actually pulled specific memories to explain things to Henry. Now, that's probably, though, for the sake of the show, that they haven't had her do that, because we're going to see those specific memories. Yeah, because also unlike Henry, her book does not detail the curse. If Henry met Cinderella in the last chapter of the book, then she doesn't really have reference material. So she either has her memories... Or I don't know how she knows what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. In the pilot, Henry pretty much had an answer for everything that Emma said. Like, I just rewatched part of it, not even the whole thing, just trying to find a line that we talked about in the last podcast. And even her saying, like, my parents left me on the side of the freeway. And he's like, no, they didn't. That's just where you came through the wardrobe. Because he just knew so much about the story and how it had happened. And that is something that Lucy doesn't have or doesn't seem to have. So she must not be awake. She just is the heart of the truest believer now. <laughs> yeah, it's and that's one reason I think that these two should have been shown together. Like this episode was so different. We didn't even see Alice, for example. <laughs> and there was so much more detail and tie-in. But even with two episodes in, we still just haven't seen a whole lot of Lucy or how all this stuff is working. Yeah, we hardly saw Lucy at all in this episode. We just couldn't afford it. <laughs> yeah. She cost big bucks. <laughs> Speaking of big bucks, we are very grateful to our heroes who support the podcast with big bucks. And for this episode, thanks to Lisa Slack, she has sponsored or supported, I think, every episode or almost every episode of the podcast since maybe since we first started taking donations in the first place. So huge thanks to Lisa Slack for supporting the podcast and thanks to our 23 heroes over on Patreon. If you would like to be a hero too, whether you want to support us with big bucks or little bucks, then you can go over to oncepodcast.com slash hero and show your support over there. You can sign up, even though it's a monthly recurring thing, you could sign up for just a month. And then cancel after that if you just want it to be a one-time thing. It's up to you. And there are some other options over there for you at onespodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support. Victoria. What'd you call me? <laughs> Something I caught in this episode that was really the previously on Once Upon a Time, the spinoff, is, and I don't remember it from the previous episode, but Lucy said Victoria wants to bring people in from the outside world and push all of the fairy tale characters out of Hyperion Heights. So they'll lose each other forever. Well, that seems to be the consequence, but that's an actual quote. Yeah. <laughs> but would could that really happen that way? And it it seems like this curse is very different from other curses in that well, supposedly, Jacinda could not leave, and it was because of the curse. But 
So far, we've seen Lucy able to leave. We've seen Hook able to leave. We've seen Inspector Stiltskin able to leave when they visited Henry's home. Because Henry lives in Seattle. Oh, yeah. Whereas Hyperion Heights is the place maybe they, where all it was of this is. Maybe it's intent. Could Jacinda be. wanted to leave and never come back. Uh, could be. And or take me. Lucy. But then Lucy left, so that doesn't work. Or what if this whole curse is really only about Victoria's revenge on Cinderella? What if she is in some way, yeah, the vengeful witch, and she tends to take it out all on one person by destroying all of that one person's happiness? Because you look at the characters that were cursed, and they're all somehow connected to Jacinda, except for Alice. We don't know yet about Alice or Rumpel. We don't even know which Rumpel this is, but it seems like only Jacinda can't leave so far. Or Lucy was just wrong. Yeah, and, the car <laughs> and maybe her car just broke down. Yeah, <laughs> slash Henry's car. <laughs> uh, well, Victoria's weird, but Victoria's in mean, subtle ways. So even in the flashbacks, she clearly didn't want Henry to have anything to do with Cinderella. Mm-hmm. But we don't necessarily know what she knows or what she thinks. She seemed to know who Henry was. And that meant something to her, even in the flashbacks. And that's why she wanted to keep them separate. Because even Drizella was like, I don't understand. That's why when she said, I don't need you to understand. And if Cinderella and Henry get together, then it's still totally possible for the other stepdaughter or the other daughter, whatever her actual relationship is, it's totally possible for her to still marry the next prince that's available now that the first prince was killed. Yes. So it's not like he's getting in the way, although he did help Cinderella escape, but doesn't she want Cinderella out of the picture? Uh, I don't think we know what she wants, and I don't think we know what she knows about Henry. It seems to me more like she wants Jacinda to be hurting and under her control. It seems more like a control thing, at least in present day, just because... Even the ballet thing, like, that was so not nice. And Regina was never like that. Like, there's lines where Regina said, you don't get to see my son unless I say so. Mm -hmm. But that never actually worked. Like, it never actually had follow through because Henry snuck out. Henry went to find Emma. Emma went to find Henry, etc. And Regina would be like, oh, I actually need to go do this evil thing. Could you play with Henry for a bit? Because then you're distracted. Like, it never really worked effectively when Hen- when Regina was trying to keep Henry from Emma. But it seems like, like, literally, Jacinda will not see Lucy at all. And I mean, it's only been one episode, but that whole ballet thing, that was just rude. And <laughs> it seems like she really wants to hurt her by yeah. keeping Lucy away. And it just, I don't know, like, it almost, the whole Lucy scenario doesn't work so well with what we're seeing in the past. Like her intentions in the past seem to be a lot different than they are now, because otherwise you would think that she would just want Cinderella to run away with this random dude on a horse that, you know, gives off smoke or whatever the word was and then be out of the picture so that she could focus on Drizella marrying the prince. 
And we don't even know where she's from either because she and Hook had run in at some point as they were traveling realms and they're in an another in the another realm, which is just so hard to say. That's why we need an actual name for it, an official name that is. But in the another realm, <laughs> when Hook saw Lady Tremaine and Gareth pointed this out, Hook said to her, I heard you were in this realm. So she might not actually be from that another realm. Ew, she might be she's from, from the some... wish realm too. Well, yeah, she could be. <laughs> and Gareth mentioned that. That makes no sense either. No, she would have had to come because Cinderella wouldn't be like, I don't know. I mean, she could be, but then that would make Cinderella from there too. And that's just weird. So it would be more like she came to that realm and then like Drizella might be from the wish realm too. And then then they just moved in on Cinderella's household. Well, and consider her relationship with Rumple, which we don't know all that much about. It seemed kind of like Rumple or Inspector Stiltskin was working for her. Inspector Stiltskin. (laughs) Yeah. Is this the first time you heard me say that? I think so. <laughs> I've said it several times. Weaver. So he said, no, we work for me. And Inspector Stoltzkin said to her, until now, our goals have been aligned. That might not be the case in the future. So what's the until now? What's everything that happened until now? As long as anyone can remember. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's another crazy theory, which might not be so crazy considering where the show has gone. What if... Lady Tremaine is from the Wish Realm, and Inspector Stiltskin is the Rumple from the Wish Realm. I know. And what if this curse that was cast was their attempt to escape the Wish Realm? Like maybe the Wish Realm has some hold on them that even it's kind of like the Mafia. They might get out, but then it pulls them back in. And so they're trying to find some way to escape. And... Maybe it's kind of like um, immigration laws or something. If you're married to someone from another realm, you can stay. Or if you have a family, really. <laughs> I know this is starting to get weird and complicated. And that's how Once Upon a Time works, too. It's all Snow's fault. <laughs> so <laughs> what if this whole curse was really to escape the Wish Realm and it brought some of those characters from the Wish Realm, including that Rumpelstiltskin? Because this Rumpelstiltskin wears bell. Where and well, actually, let's talk about. Well, well, hang on, because the another realm is not the wish realm, but they were already there, right? So you're saying it keeps pulling them back from there to the wish realm, maybe, and then they, I don't know, or maybe it's something like they have to wear special weights in order to stay (laughs) on the ground because gravity (laughs) is opposite in other realms. What in the world? (laughs) This is feeling very crackpotty. I'm I'm throwing in (laughs) other pop culture references for. Our fans oh. who understand them. Oh. Something I did notice about this rumple about Weaver in present day is there was a moment, and I feel like it was in Henry's apartment. He, even with his hands, made a very Rumpelstiltskin, like old school Rumpelstiltskin gesture. And that is something that we haven't seen Mr. Gold do. Mm-hmm. Like we haven't seen him act like that in a very long time, if at all. He said a lot of the manner, like he he spoke the same way as Rumple sometimes. But as far as the little, um, like, do we have a deal? The little hand gestures, he didn't do that stuff. So you might be onto something that he's actually wish realm Rumple. <laughs> no more of it. 
I don't want to hear any more people from the Wish Room. Well, let's talk more about Inspector Stiltskin. Is he good? We don't know. That's the thing. He wanted someone. Is he lying? He wanted someone who wouldn't plant the bracelet. Well, you know, I even wonder, did Hook put Pocket the bracelet? And then he looked over at Dresenda and he's like, I can't do this to her. Yeah, let's practice. And then he... Jacinda. <laughs> this show is just tearing myself apart. <laughs> the names are too similar. <laughs> well, they're... Jacinda. Yes. Jacinda, Drazella, and Alice. I don't think she was called Maybe. Jacinda in her original realm. No. Cinderella. And Drizella, does she have a new name? Because that's a terrible name for this world. <laughs> no, actually, I think we've only heard her called Drizella in this realm. In She's Seattle. probably Brittany here. <laughs> no, she's <laughs> been Tiffany. called Drizella here. Oh, she has? Yeah. Oh. oh. We haven't heard her called by any name, I think, back in... Girl. Go by Ella. The, yeah. <laughs> Except sure. people think that's Cinderella. And so that would get real confusing Gareth said, uh, Weaver is a mystery as always. Rumpel did not travel to the mirror universe to help Henry when Regina, Hook, and Emma went. Now we know that Regina and Hook stayed, and there was a period of time before the curse was cast. This means that there was potentially time for Rumpel to join them. Rumpel did know where to find Henry as he had Alice keeping an eye on him. He might have gotten caught in the curse. I'm not sure what goals of his might have aligned with Victoria's in the past, I can sort of understand him having sympathy for the hook who lost a child and trying to help him. Thanks, Gareth. I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, because, you know, we were calling him, or I was calling him Gangster Stiltskin in the previous episode. Now he's Inspector Stiltskin. Uh, I don't know if he's still Savior Stiltskin or what kind of Stiltskin he is. Well, we never knew whether Rumpel was good or bad or Mr. Gold. We never knew whether he was good or bad. It was constant back and forth. So it's no surprise that it's going to continue to be. Yeah, but and Gold even in- never would have looked for someone with character. Yeah, true. He would have looked for someone who could get the job done. He would no, He would have looked for a desperate soul. <laughs> well, But why but does then- he want him to have morals? Like he could use that against him, too. See, then we're back to the whole paper-thin scenario where we're watching fiction within fiction. This isn't who they are. Like, whatever they're doing, their character isn't really who they are. But at least it seems like the stuff they're working on is actually going to somehow start to work against Belfry. Like, I guess investigating and discovering what it is she's done— might somehow lead to them being able to break the curse? Does she want them separated because the memory part of the curse isn't real strong and they might start to figure out who they are and break it? Like, There's a lot we don't know, but it's hard to get too invested in who these people in Hyperion Heights are or what their lives are like because all they have to do is figure out that there's a curse and then break it and then it all goes away. Well, no, because we are both. They'll have their little we are both moment, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, they shouldn't in some sense. <laughs> but is Rumpel awake? Because then he is that person. No. Well, nope. what if he is? What if 
he got caught up in this curse, and he's trying so desperately to break it so that he can be reunited with his son. Oh, sorry. I, wow. I had a flashback there. <laughs> wow. I think I accidentally I repeated myself. No, seriously, what if that could be happening? Uh, Meredith of Everett, Washington said, I do believe that Rumpel knows exactly who he is and that his newfound saviorhood didn't last long. It certainly seemed that way in the other episode in this season. But that raises the question, doesn't it? If Storybrooke still stands, is Belle still back there? And did she finally wise up and split from him once and for all? Maybe Rumpel went back to the Enchanted Forest to get away from her. But what's become of Gideon then? So much confusion. Meredith, I totally agree with you. Uh. That all saying all of that almost makes me want it to be like a wish realm rumple because like we could just be done with all that stuff. <laughs> we don't have to think about all those people anymore. <laughs> In the sense that it got so weird and messy. Like if they're just stable, fine. But if they're I don't want to hear anything about so and so leaving so and so and no, no. I never yeah. liked any of that drama. And the whole back and forth between light and dark for him, I thought was finally resolved in the end when both light and dark did the right thing. The final battle was won. So that answers my question because I just just said in chat, why is Rumpel the savior again? Because I feel like I maybe forgot the finale. But just because he did the right thing one time, does that make him the savior? Well, he was prophesied... To be the savior, remember? And then that's what made made the Black Fairy go on her whole tirade and become the Black Fairy in the first place. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. See, I think in my brain, there's a piece of my mind that actually ends the original story with the musical, with the wedding. (laughs) And I forget often about the two hours after that. Yeah. We need, by the way, Mark Isham, we need a version of happy beginning that ends on a more positive note. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Not so much discord at the end. Uh, he, he wasn't responsible for that music, per se. Oh, that's true. Well, maybe he can fix it. He'll be the fixer. He'll be the savior oh my that the music needs. <laughs> wow. So back to the flashbacks in the another realm or enchanted words or whatever you want to call it. Oh, goodness. We have Operation Next Chapter. So very quickly, he went from Operation Glass Slipper to Operation Next Chapter. He did that for his mother. He's chapter jumping. And an eye roll, because he's like 20-something years old. I know. Not 10. Yeah, but it was a mother something. (laughs) Well, you know, there are those things that some some people just don't grow out of. (laughs) And it's their, their trademark things. Like for me, it's my silly side my my fun funny teasing joking side i never really grew out of <laughs> okay fine <laughs> i liked the way she asked it was fun <laughs> yeah there and, and someone else i think it was either melanie or uh, lisa r who said they'd love to see more regina and henry moments together yeah. Yeah, and that's why i feel like this should have been part of the premiere it that did so much for me in terms of dovetailing the two actors sharing a role and the storylines to see yeah we've seen Lana Perea and Andrew West in the same scene but we hadn't really seen much if any of them actually being themselves yeah 
because there again, there's somebody else. But we'll get to see a whole lot more of that in the Another Realm because that's where Mother Regina is there with son Henry before whatever kind of forgetting curse or whatever happens before it happens. And also what you're saying, adding to like how this episode might have been part two of a premiere, there was that overly dramatic last scene where at first, you know, they're all there. They're basically saying, yes, down with Victoria, victory over Victoria. Let's get the T-shirts printed for that. And then it's the slow motion shot of Ronnie as she's smiling coyly. And I thought, (laughs) oh, no, something's up with her. But then it was a slow motion shot of Henry. And then the slow motion shot of Hook. It's like, oh, you guys tricked me. (laughs) But that could have been a great scene to end a two-hour premiere on. I also thought that them cheersing would have done something. I don't know why I was expecting that, but I don't. I just think that that would have been... Even if it was just a little like spark or something of, oh, they felt like a shock and that (laughs) that started to roll things in their heads or something. Or an earthquake. Right. Or a parking lot collapses somewhere. Like a a rainbow spell breaking. I think that'd be a little much. But yes, the rumbling (laughs) would be good. Or the lights could have flickered. Oh, yeah. That would have been perfect. But then we would have been like, who had a baby? Like, oh, no, I haven't had a baby. (laughs) So I think the true love's kiss that has to happen in order to break this curse is probably between Henry and Cinderella. I think it's going to be just a true friend's toast. (laughs) Because Ronnie has artisanal drinks. That's true. And and she's like the local psychiatrist almost. The local counselor. The therapist. (laughs) Therapist, yes. But if, okay, so if... If Tremaine's not awake and Lucy's not awake and Rumple's not awake and no one's awake, who casts the curse? And Wish that, might, Henry. <laughs> that, <laughs> that might impact what the breaking of the curse is. And yeah. not all curses should have the true love clause because that was something like Rumple added in with the hairs. Like mm-hmm. they're making everything a little bit too simple when it used to take an entire season to explain one little thing. Well, yeah. Can I take a side moment and question why Jacinda's roommate has way better chemistry with Henry than Jacinda does? <laughs> well, I, I, well, friendship chemistry level, I think. Whatever. There's at least something. I'm not, I'm not getting anything from Henry and Jacinda together at all. Hmm. Like, am I alone in that? Might be. I think toward the end, like at the very last scene... Because well, I think true. Jacinda was mad at him, and that's... Yeah, they have... Yeah, the, yeah, one more vote for this was part of the premiere, because they spent the whole other thing, it was all her, whatever realm she was in, she was all... I mean, there was a little banter at first that I didn't care for, then from then on it was all running and yelling and stabbing and anger, and some of it rightly so, but... Yeah, it, she didn't really relax until the end. It's taken me a little bit to warm up to her, but I thought her roommate was hilarious. <laughs> Are you in love with her? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Who said anything about love? <laughs> yeah, it, it, and you know, it's crazy that we have less to talk about since, especially since we're not doing the podcast as. 
an in-depth scene-by-scene discussion. We have less to talk about, but we have more to talk about. <laughs> right. That's because we've got theories again. We're theorizing again. I it's feel not like, completely predictable. I feel like we're doing less theorizing and more just trying to understand what even oh. just happened. Well, not even trying too. to figure out what's happening. Just <laughs> what I don't even understand what I just saw. <laughs> How is this even possible? <laughs> I know one thing though. Henry's what? got a hovel. <laughs> or at least he did have one. So if you want to send your feedback and theories or get sound clips for us or anything like that, screenshots also welcome, please send your feedback to feedback at oncepodcast.com. You can find all of our other contact information, our phone number for leaving a voicemail, the option to send a voice message through the website, and more at oncepodcast.com. Click on the contact link on the site or go to the show notes for this episode at oncepodcast.com slash 307 and share this out with everyone. We'll be back for our full discussion of the next episode, but before that, you'll be hearing the spoilers from Hunter and Jacqueline, released as a separate podcast episode, where they almost get to do whatever they want. (laughs) Well, that's how they started their spoiler episode, so that's all I know that they said from their spoiler episode, but that's now a separate episode, so if you don't want to be spoiled for upcoming episodes, you can just skip listening to that episode. But they do a great job on sharing their spoilers. So you'll still get those, just not included in our main podcast episode. It's now a separate episode. So you'll hear from them next, and then we'll be back with our full discussion. So make sure you send us your feedback on the next episodes of Once Upon a Time. And if you're emailing it, put the title of the episode in the subject line of the email, and that makes it a lot easier for that uh, stuff to stand out. And Make sure that you check out Creation Entertainment at creationent.com to register for one of the upcoming conventions and send us your feedback, your photos, your fun stories, your sound clips. Hey, even if you want to call from Creation Entertainment and maybe do something like use the voice recorder app on your mobile smartphone to get some really high quality audio of one of the actors from Once Upon a Time saying, hi, I'm so-and-so. Uh, known as whatever from Once Upon a Time, <laughs> and you're listening to Once Podcast. I mean, hey, if you do something like that, that could be really cool too. But whatever, send us your fun <laughs> stories. Go to creationent.com to register for the Whippany Convention or any of the other conventions coming up. Creationent.com. And thank you for your support, Creation Entertainment. Please connect with us on Twitter at Once Podcast. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at The Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin on Twitter at Fleegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. I'm Aaron on Twitter at Aaron J. Cruz. This podcast would not be possible without our great team of volunteers and your support. So thanks to Jack for writing our show notes, John Buchanan for editing our episodes, Hunter Hathaway and Jacqueline for providing our spoilers, Jacqueline and Matthew Paul for moderating the forums, Keb for masterminding our timeline, and to my fellow co-host Jeremy and Aaron for hosting these full discussion podcasts with me. And until next time, remember, this isn't an ending. There's more to come. And thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.
Big thanks to our heroes for supporting this episode of the podcast. If you'd like to be an amazing hero too, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support.